You're listening to the weekly sermon of Huntersville Presbyterian Church. We're so glad that you're here and hope that through listening to God's word, you will come away refreshed and renewed for what life has to bring you this week. Here's this week's sermon. Um, Now, this morning when you guys came in, there are cards still sitting in the pews, um, How to Ruin Your Life. And we are still in the middle, or we just started this sermon series, and we'll be here for the next um, several weeks. So if you have people that you would like to um, help them ruin their lives also, um, we would strongly encourage you to take those cards and to um, share them with others. Now, you can also come in these next weeks to learn um, how not to ruin your life. So um, it's, you know, we, we hope that you are learning things and that you will join us for these weeks as we continue to um, talk about these, these important life lessons for us. So um, today, though, we're going to talk about our words. Uh, I'm fascinated with the way the mind works. So I'm sure some of you can relate to this. Some days, I can hardly remember what I walked into the other room for, and I have to backtrack and think some more about what I walked in there for. And then there are other days when I can recall memories from nearly 40 years ago. As a cute little elementary school-aged girl, not much older than some of the little ones in here, I can remember being described as big-boned or healthy. And I was teased and made fun of more than I would like to remember for being bigger than most of my classmates. I was always the biggest girl in the class, and it started, and I started wearing junior, the junior size clothes long before I was a junior or before it was cool to wear them. I think I wore a size 10 shoe in like fourth grade. Um, Maybe not, but in my mind, that's what it was. And I can remember the voices and the names, first, middle, and last name of the boys who would, when the teacher wasn't around, taunt and tease mercilessly. In sixth grade, our PE teacher even made a disparaging remark about me out loud because he asked if anybody knew what was for lunch that day, and I answered, it's pizza day, because it was the square pizza day. And for those of you who know what I'm talking, it's the best day of the week when you have square pizza day and some really gross buttery corn, right? So I knew what was for lunch, and I answered out loud, and his response was, in front of everybody as we were playing volleyball, of course you know what's for lunch. And that comment cut really, really deep. Maybe for some of you it wasn't about your weight, but maybe it was your height, or your glasses, or your freckles and your hair color, or your inability to go up to a chalkboard and do a math problem while everybody else in the room looked on. Maybe you were the subject of much gossip. I would be willing to bet you that if I took a poll in this room right now, that every single one of us can recall a time when we were teased or picked on or made fun of or talked about or made to feel like we were lesser than. And unfortunately, I'd be willing to bet we've also at some point maybe been on the other side of the words, dishing them out a little carelessly, maybe in jest or simply without thinking. Maybe we had the gossip or we had to point out someone's flaws to make ourselves feel a little better. 
On average, did you know this, that humans speak 16,000 words a day. Think about that for just a second. From the time we get up until the time you go to sleep at night, 16,000 words. We have things to say about virtually everything. And because of the internet, we are all experts in virtually anything and everything. And so we talk and we talk and we talk all day long. And when we aren't talking, we are texting or tweeting or liking a video, a reel or a story or TikToking or Snapchatting. And everything we do, we have comments. Everything our friends do, we have comments. We can give a thumbs up, a thumbs down, loves, likes, gifts, emojis, comments, comments, and more comments. And with 16,000 words a day coming from our brain, that's roughly a word every 3.6 seconds. Assuming that you're sleeping also eight hours, which I don't, so I get even more words. The tongue is listed as one of the seven strongest muscles in the body because it is used all day long. And in those 16,000 words that you get in a day, how many would you suppose are critical, judgmental, painful, complaining, impatient, or maybe gossipy? I bet you can help me finish this sentiment. Are you ready? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but lies. You guys lie this morning. Right? Words don't hurt me. Words do hurt. Words cut and words sting. And they may not break my bones, but they can break a whole lot more. So why in the world do we use so many words and why do we talk so much? So if you want to ruin your life in 2024, say whatever you want, whenever you want. Last week, we began a sermon series, as I said, How to Ruin Your Life. Now, of course, you can follow the ideas that we're presenting here in the next few weeks, how not to ruin your life, and maybe set yourself on a new course for this year. And we're using words that are found in the book of Proverbs. And we call the Bible our instruction manual for life. Um, we want to live according to God's will, so we use our instruction manual to help us do that. Well, the book of Proverbs was specifically written by King Solomon, considered to be the wisest man who ever lived. And for the purpose, this is what he says in his own words, chap Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2, for attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for doing what is right and what is fair. Now, hundreds of years later, we know that Solomon made mistakes and might not have been the wisest man to have ever lived, but at the time of his life, he not only felt it necessary to share it, but he felt it necessary to write down a list of basic do's and don'ts for how to live life. So if you truly want to ruin your life this year, don't open the book of Proverbs from now until the end of the year, and don't do anything that it says in it. But since none of us are really here to intentionally ruin our lives, maybe reading this book and doing what it suggests might be a way to a life better lived. So today's life tip on how to ruin your life comes from Proverbs 10, and we like it when you follow along, so if you don't have a Bible with you, you can grab one out of the pew in front of you um, or use your favorite Bible app, but we are in Proverbs 10, beginning with verse 18. It says this, whoever conceals hatred with lying lips and spreads slander is a fool. Sin is not ended by multiplying words, but the wise hold their tongues. 
The tongue of the righteous is choice silver, but the heart of the wicked is of little value. The lips of the righteous nourish many, but fools die for lack of sense. Now, if you do like an open Bible search and ask how many verses in the Bible speak to speaking, for lack of a better way of saying that, there's over 120 verses just about talking. It's kind of a big deal because we use it so we talk all the time. Here in Proverbs 10, Solomon gives it to us straight. He says, you are a fool for talking too much. According to verse 19, wise people hold their tongues because sin is not ended by using too many words. Let's look at a couple other Proverbs. Proverbs 13, 3, Solomon says, Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life, but those who speak without thinking will be destroyed. Chapter 15, verse 4 tells us that a soothing tongue is a tree of life, but a tongue that tells lies crushes the spirit. And this in Proverbs 18, 21, the tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So if we read these words together, we know the power our words can yield from firsthand experience, and we know that the Bible is true, why on earth do we say whatever we want, whenever we want? Well, I believe that there's three reasons why we actually talk so much. One, silence scares us. Two, we need to be heard. And three, we just think we know more. So we're going to look at each of these and how the Bible can help us see it through God. So first of all, we say whatever we want, whenever we want, because silence scares us. Right? How many of you like to just sit and be quiet? There's a few, uh, a few people. Those are the introverts in the room. No. Um, first, uh, well, we live in a world with constant noise. Some good, some distracting, but it's noise. The world is, in fact, noisier now than it has ever been at any point in history. Emergency vehicle sirens are six times louder now than they were a century ago because the world we live in is just so much noisier. And we don't like silence because in the silence is when our thoughts start to creep in. And we start thinking about things that we don't really want to think about maybe. And we remember things that we don't really want to remember. And so we just keep trying to bring more noise in. But you know, there is truth to the saying, silence is golden. Years ago, a study at Duke University Med School showed significant brain cell growth in mice in periods of silence. So brain was growing, neurons were created in, in the mice trying to hear the silence. As Ecclesiastes says, there is a time for silence and a time for speaking. Now James, who was the younger brother of Jesus, who as a younger brother had a lot to say because younger brothers always have a lot to say. I'm a big sister, so I can say that. He, taught, he has a lot to say about talking through his book in the Bible. So in James uh, chapter 1, verse 19, James offers this advice. He says, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. 
what would it look like if we embraced silence just a little bit more? And we allowed growth to happen in our brains. What if we tried to hear a little more and be slow in what we're saying? Going back to Proverbs 10, remember, sin is not ended by multiplying our words, but wise people hold their tongues. So if you want to ruin your life, say whatever you want, whenever you want to fill the void. Make sure you keep silence far, far away from you. Or if you want a better way to live life, try just a little bit of silence from time to time. I love Psalm 46.10. It says, be still and know God. Even Jesus himself went away from people and from the noise to pray and to be still and to be silent from time to time. If Jesus, if it was good enough for Jesus and he could do it, I think we could probably follow that lead. So we, we don't like, we don't, we use so many words because silence scares us. But the second reason I believe that we say what we want whenever we want is because we just have this need to be heard. We have an overabundance of opinions and information in our lives. Nobody here, though, right? Nobody has too many opinions. I, I feel confident in that. Um, and in the last 10 years, the internet and social media has provided an outlet for gaining and sharing our opinions instantly with all of our friends, all of our family, all the people we went to school with 40 years ago, and anyone who might see our comments on someone else's comment, and so on. If someone likes what we say, it's a little dopamine rush in the brain, and that causes the need for more of that dopamine, and so we comment again, and we want to be heard again, so we say something, text something, tweet something, blah, 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 blah. You get it, right? All day. We need people to hear us, so we just keep talking. We feel the constant need to appear in the know, to share our opinions and the information, the gossip or the tea that we have, and you know what that does for us, right? Nothing. Over time, when there are people who use too many words, you start to tune them out. Okay, I'm gonna keep moving because I don't wanna tune y'all, I don't want y'all to tune me out. Here's the thing, everything we think or want to say doesn't really need to be said just so we can be heard. So, and I have a, I witnessed this firsthand during the last national election and being in the, up on the beginning of another national election, I felt like this was a great time to say this. We are coming out of stay-at-home orders, we had been at home, we had been shelter in place, we had been without face-to-face -face contact with a lot of people and social media became the place to speak whatever you wanted behind the shelter of a screen and people said whatever they wanted whenever they wanted I could read comments of people going back and forth saying things to each other to the point of if you don't agree with me or you think differently from me then unfriend me I don't care unfriend me I don't care those were the exact words I read one day so you need to be heard at the cost of losing people that you love so my question is would the would that comment have been said standing in line at Harris Teeter or Target or running into somebody out and about or in this sanctuary I'm gonna guess not 
we wouldn't say those things to someone's face, but it's real easy to do it behind the shelter of a screen. And we sometimes preface things that we're going to say with, oh, bless your heart. Bless their heart. Or, you know I love you, but that doesn't make what comes out next okay. That's just a preface. It's telling you, hey, what I'm going to say next is probably going to hurt your feelings, but I just need to be heard. Stop talking. Say, you know I love you. Stop. You don't need to say anything after that. Proverbs 12, 18 says this, reckless words pierce like a sword, but the tongue of the wise brings healing. So if you want to ruin your life, say whatever you want, whenever you want, just so you can be heard, or that so you can get the last word in. Or a better way might be to use the words of the Apostle Paul in his letter to the Ephesians. He says this in chapter 4, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth but only what is helpful in building others up according to their needs, not yours, their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Only what is helpful in building other people up to them and about them. Not for you, but for them. It's not gossip, it's not information, but it is truly what is needed to build others up. And remember what you were likely taught long before you could probably even tie your shoes if you don't have anything nice to say? See, you guys know, right? So the last reason I believe that we say what we want when we want is because we just believe that we know more and we think we are always right. Again, I don't think that's true for anybody else in this room. The internet has made us experts at virtually everything. And do you know that the usual human response to listening to another person talk is to be formulating in your brain the entire time what we will say in response or in rebuttal to them? That's, I mean, that is a true, like, when somebody else is talking to you, your brain is not doing active listening. You are thinking about what you're going to say next. Now, we are intelligent beings, right? far superior to our animal friends. To our knowledge, we are the only living creatures capable of any kind of verbal communication. We don't know everything, but we sure think we do. Going back to Jesus' younger brother James, in chapter 3, James gives this insight. He says, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, also able to bridle his whole body. Now, we know who the only perfect man is. Okay, good. You're following along. Just making sure you're following. If we put bits into the mouths of horses so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at the ships also. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, wherever the will of the pilot directs. So also the tongue is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by such a small fire. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. 
when we say things that we think we know more about, it's like a rudder of a ship or a spark in a dry forest. It's one little piece of the greater whole, but think of the damage that could be done. If you want to ruin your life this year, go on. Say whatever you want, whenever you want, because you think you know more or because you think you're right. Or a better way to live this life is we don't always need to be the teacher and know more. It's okay to not know more. It's okay to just listen to other people. Lean in to active listening when people are talking to you. And when they pause for a moment or even appear to be finished, wait and then say, can you tell me more? And then listen when they actually go on. Wait 30 seconds to a minute before you respond. And that's a poly I know because we really want to say something. Because we think we know more. Or we think we're right about something. And we've already talked about how we hate silence. But I promise you, when you wait and you listen and you don't act like you know everything, you're going to get better results. Saying what we want whenever we want is not a way to live a better life. Listening actively, allowing silence, building others up is what we should strive for. Listen to this next part of James chapter 3, picking back up in verse 7. It says, for every kind of animal, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures can be tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. With the tongue, we bless our Lord and Father. And with the tongue, we curse people who are made in the likeness of God. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brothers and sisters, these things ought not to be so. Does a spring pour forth from the same opening both fresh and salt water? James points out, we can virtually tame any kind of animal, but we have no control over a muscle in our own bodies. We can train whales to do flips on command and lions and parrots who cannot speak a language, yet we can't say, watch what we say a little bit better than that. And with our tongues, he says, how is it that we can curse people and yet bless God? Praise God. It's not right. It's unnatural. Fresh water and salt water cannot pour forth from the same source. And if people are made in God's image, why do we have so much to say that is not for building up or praising them? So those of you who are parents might understand this. How would you feel if someone started saying things about your child? Super defensive, right? Like, don't, don't go there, mama bear comes out, don't go there, right? Well, years ago, my husband's grandmother heard us saying things about his uncle. Things that were 100% true, but they made him sound just a little bit reckless. And I remember her sweet little face sitting there, shaking her head, saying, mm-mm, not my baby, mm-mm, not my baby. Now, she knew he did those things. But she wasn't going to sit there in that room and listen to us joke around about his foolery. Don't you think God feels the same way? 
don't you think he sits there and shakes his head and says, mm-mm, like, I get it. it. What you're saying might be true, but not my baby. Like, that's what he's done for us. We are made in his image. So we praise him, we ask for blessing, but then we talk about his kids or we talk to his kids in a way that we would never talk to him. So don't you think God feels that same defensiveness that we might feel if somebody's talking about somebody that we love and care about? We can't mix those words. You can't have both both coming from the same mouth. The songs that we sang earlier, we want to lift our voices to praise him. To not ruin your life because we know from Proverbs 10 that sin is not ended by using so many words and that the wise hold their tongues. We really, really honestly need to just stop talking sometimes. Wise people hold their tongues. It doesn't say that Wise people get in the last word, or wise people keep talking just to hear themselves talk, or wise people know everything. It says wise people hold their tongues. Praise God more. Lift other people up more. Show the same compassion to God's children that he shows to you and that he shows to us. He loves other people just as much as he loves you, and we should act like that. And when all else fails, there is a prayer that I like to use, and I will be honest, I have used it more than once, maybe even this week. It's from Psalm 141.3, and this is what it says. It says, set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. I translate that to say, God, give me a muzzle. Put your loving hand over my mouth and keep it closed. Let's pray. God. Thank you for the way that you teach us and the way that you remind us of your way and that your way is a better way and that you are with us in um, all those moments. And Lord, we just pray that as we go throughout this week and we think about ways to not ruin our lives but to make our lives better, Lord, let that be um, to use our words for lifting up, lifting you up, lifting others up around us. Lord, let us be still and quiet when it is appropriate, let us soak in the glory that you have for us. Let us uh, work today to uh, just be active listeners and to not feel like we have to get the last word in, but to feel like we can actually just be because you are within us, Lord. We thank you for all the ways in which you work all around us and through us and in us. And we thank you, Lord, for your word. In his precious name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this sermon from Huntersville Presbyterian Church. Here at HBC, we believe that life is better with Jesus because Jesus makes us better at life. If you're looking for a church to call home, we would love to share his life with you. To learn more about us, or if you'd like to give online, visit huntersvillepres.org.